Hello, everyone, and welcome to Region Unlocked. My name's Cameron, and I have lost my voice. But you know what? I think it kind of works here. I think I sound pretty cool. I feel like I should put some jazz on in the background. Yeah, there we go. So before we get started with the episode, I just wanted to give a big thank you and shout out to our patrons, Malik D, Luke K, and our newest supporter, Jason H. Friend of the show, you might have heard of him before. So thank you so much. If you would like to get involved, take a look at our Patreon link in the description below. We'll have a shirt for sale there soon. Uh, Jake will have it to me as soon as he gets out of Japanese quarantine, I'm sure. And with that, thank you for listening. Let's get on to the actual episode where you can hear my, my normal not-so-sexy voice. Bye. Hey, uh, all right, I'm back. We had fun last week with Jake here, but uh, finally he's gone. Don't have to deal with him in person anymore. Surprise! Uh, oh, hey, Jake! Hey, Cameron. Hey, he, you're still here. I know, I'm not actually gone, you know? Thought I was. Can't get rid of me that easily. Uh... All right, theme song. Hello, and welcome back, everyone, to Region Unlocked. We have another special episode because Jake is still here in person in the States. Heck yeah, super happy to still be here with the limited amount of time that I have left, but you know, might as well knock out as many in-person episodes as we possibly can, right? <laughs> yeah, so we're trying to take advantage of that, mm-hmm. um, but on the downside, they're kind of made up on the spot. Yeah. We, we haven't gone into these episodes with any games in mind, No, but who cares? Yeah, you know... I think one cool thing about this, I think the best thing about this is it's so much easier to have like a live conversation face to face and, you know, just, it it doesn't feel as difficult to wing. Like this just feels (laughs) better and there's no lag and. I guess, I guess. Yeah, it is. It's definitely different to get used to. Certainly. Because even though it is easier, I still feel like it's. I don't know, more scripted. Because again, <laughs> to sit down and have a structured conversation, it can be hard to actually have a conversation. And instead, it's just like, well, here's the notes we need to stick to and here's yep. the things we need to say. Yeah. So maybe we'll get out of that today a little bit. So Jake and I were thinking that we play a lot of games mm-hmm. and we have lots of opinions of course that's why you're here to hear our wonderful opinions on the video games Mm -hmm. and let's see i'm really struggling on how we introduce what we're doing here well why don't you tell us jake yeah of course uh so cameron and i were doing a lot of um you know brainstorming thinking about how we could make the best out of this uh time of course which is kind of what he just said (laughs) but we came up with this awesome idea of asking questions right and we thought we'd ask some video gamey questions, but you know, we've done that a lot already. We've asked each other a lot of questions. Why do you like this game so much? Uh, which game is the best in your opinion from this year or whatever? Yeah. We thought we'd dive in just a little bit further and make them very niche and very random questions. <laughs> Stuff that really you have to think about for a while, which I thought a little bit too hard about this. And uh, 
I'm sure Cameron probably did too, <laughs> but we had to kind of think of the answers first because we were realizing the questions we were thinking about asking each other were so interesting and some of them were just so random, you know, it really took some thinking. What kind of answers could we give? So we're going to be going back and forth and asking each other some prepared questions Yep, um, that are of the very random nature, and hopefully that randomness contributes to your entertainment. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> we both have a hat with slips of paper. We're just going to draw them at random, ask each other some silly questions, see if we agree on them, uh, see if if you agree on them, if, if you uh, have anything... A fun answer to any of these, feel free to email us, uh, tell us what you think. But yeah, we're just going to draw some questions out of a hat cool, and, and see where it goes. So Jake, would you like to draw the first question? I would be honored to, Cameron. Let's go ahead and mix these up a bit. Russell, Russell, Russell with papers. Uh, question number one, what is the best game about food? The best game about <laughs> food? Yes. So there's a lot of cooking-based games out yeah. there uh-huh. with Overcooked, Cooking Mama. Uh, I'm sure there's others. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't like them. There's the luncheon level from Mario Odyssey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, since I don't really like those cooking games, I went with something a little more traditional, and that is Breath of the Wild. Oh. Because there's actually a ton of cooking and food-related things that you can do in that game. Okay. From hunting mushrooms and herbs and animal parts to make potions and different power-ups. And although it can get a little tedious throughout, it's not bad. Okay. And it was an interesting twist on the Zelda formula, having to cook so much. Okay. Okay. You know, uh, that game actually crossed my mind, too, for a similar reason. It wasn't my choice, but I like that. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild also has, let's be honest, one of the catchiest little cooking jingles. <laughs> and it just sounds like, you know, you're clinking your, um, you know, silverware together. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's catchy, so. That's, that's cool. That's a good game. Okay. How about you? Uh, my favorite game involved with cooking, I uh, kind of went the same route that you did. I thought of all these, like, you know, um, I guess a dime a dozen cooking games, which uh, maybe they're not a dime a dozen. They're probably great. But, um, you know, games that are restaurant related or actually cooking related uh, sure. as a theme. But I didn't really go with that because I don't have much experience with those. Instead, I went with Minecraft. Oh, what yeah. kind of cooking is in or food is in that. So um, there's a lot of crafting in Minecraft. I mean, it's half the title, right? But a lot of that does involve cooking. And you can set up um, all kinds of recipes and food. Yeah. Obviously, you have to go out and gather stuff, you know, ingredients, resources, wild uh, food and stuff like that. And then you can craft individual recipes depending on what ingredients you use. You know, you can make cakes, uh, stews, um, pies, stuff like that, Yeah. depending on the position in which you craft it in the crafting box. So like you put a certain thing in one spot and then another on top and that creates like a certain ingredient. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's really fun to cook in that game because you're basically crafting food. <laughs> yeah. So Minecraft food. Yeah. And it's all square food. That's the best kind of food. Yeah. Most good food is square. You can't cut corners. <laughs> square food. No. <laughs> All right. Next question. Uh, Jake, which video game character would be your best friend in real life? Oh, boy. Uh, this one took me a while. It was one of the last ones I thought of because I was having a hard time. This was a really tough uh, question because I was thinking of a lot of them. I, I kind of just had to 
focus in on one and let me see what I put down just so that I know I'm not second guessing myself. A lot of names are going through my head. Yeah. Uh, it was Parappa from Parappa the Rapper. <laughs> He'd be your best friend. Why? He'd be my best friend because he's so positive. Like he's always talking about how he can do the next thing. Oh, he's got to believe. And if he's got a problem, <laughs> he just sings through it. That's true. And you know, every time you play as him, you got this catchy rhythm going on. It's like, yeah, you're a cool guy. So I like Parappa. He's cool. I think we'd be buds. Okay. Yeah. Good choice then. Thanks. What about you, Cameron? So yes, this was tough. Just because they're an iconic video game character doesn't mean they'd be a good friend. Okay. And also throw out all Nintendo characters because they don't speak. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> so Zelda characters. I went with a wild one here. I said Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. Oh. Because he seems like he'd be a fun guy to hang out with. Cool. He's cool. Into uh, to partying and to making movies and <laughs> he's <laughs> he's funny. So okay, maybe uh, he'd be fun to spend a weekend, but nice. Not not maybe not the long term best friend. Okay, but you could still you know hang out with the guy. That's that's good. That's good. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, we both uh, found a little bit of trouble with that question, huh? All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and shuffle this hat of awesome answers around and find the next one, which is. Right here. Oh, oh, here's a good one. What would you name, or what video game character would you name your kid after? Ooh. So I came up with a few different options here. Yeah. So Garrus from okay. Mass Effect, that'd be a great name for a boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because he's an incredible character. Uh-huh. And yeah, I feel like I should honor him with that. Okay. One I've actually argued with Lindsay before is Booker from oh, from uh, Bioshock Infinite. Yep, yep. Because I feel like old names are coming back around again, and Booker's kind of like an old generation name. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And it's got book in the name. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> Lindsay likes the literary stuff, so. Yep. <laughs> Booker. Garrus or Booker. Nice. And then a girl could go Gladys. Okay. From <laughs> Portal. Nice. <laughs> Again, an old sounding name, maybe coming back around. Or yeah. GLaDOS, however you think it should be pronounced. Uh, and then here's just a fun one. How about Little Sister? Little Sister. <laughs> ah, yep. From Bioshock. I'd be Big Daddy. And then there's <laughs> Little Sister. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, you know, perfect for cosplaying. Like, what's your name? Oh, I'm Big Daddy. Uh, this is a little sister. And what do you dress up as? If co- Obviously, you dress up as a Big Daddy and a little sister, right? Yeah. That'd be perfect for cosplaying. Like, for conventions. That's not my goal, but I guess so. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, good good choices, Cameron. What would you name your kids? Um, actually, this one is something I, I've thought about before, you know. So, Joel and Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yep, not surprised at all. <laughs> Uh, that would be my go-to names, okay. at least for the time being. So, yeah. Next question. What is a great game to play with your mom? Great game to play with my mom. Well, I was thinking, and I thought of a game that I actually did play with my mom quite a bit. Yeah. And we both had a lot of fun with, and that would be Wii Music. Oh. <laughs> yep, Wii Music. You know what? It's just... That was a game I could play with my family, and my mom loved it. And so if she's listening to this right now, then she probably remembers the fun we had playing Wii Music, you know, clanging away on those crazy instruments and doing the handbell harmony game. That was a lot of fun. So Wii Music, 
great game to play with mom. Okay. Yeah. What about... Uh... Oh, no. Yikes. We're watching a dog and a cat fight in here in our studio at the moment. They are like... Don't know what just happened. They are like bantering brothers. They are having a stare down. They're both I don't fearless. know what's about to happen. Norman, leave him alone. And Wallace is fearless. He's just like, yep, come back at me. I'm just going to swat at you. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, game to play with my mom. We played Banjo-Kazooie together. Mm. So I, I think we should play Banjo-Tooie because I don't think she ever played that one. Okay. And I mean, obviously, that's the next step. Yeah. I remember you talking to me about that a lot. You know, your mom played Banjo-Kazooie, and I thought that was the coolest thing. It was. <laughs> that game is much shorter. Banjo-Tooie is way too long. That's a big game. Yeah. One of the last to come out on Nintendo 64. It shows... Like, it got all the good stuff down. All right. So, next question right here, Cameron. What is a controller-breaking rage game? A game that just wants, you know, it just it makes you want to smash your controller because you can't beat it or it's just so difficult. So, luckily that has not happened to me very <laughs> much. I've been pretty good at controlling anger when it comes to video games. Huh, controlling. <laughs> <laughs> Anything online with other people could make you pretty darn angry. But one of the more recent ones that comes to mind is actually Breath of the Wild again. Okay. And that is, you know, you can play that game in any order you want. All right. And so the first time I played it, I went straight to the Gerudo region. All right. And didn't really side quest much, didn't have that much going for me, but tried to take on that dungeon and I'd say that one's probably the hardest of the four bosses. Ooh. And I think I had four, maybe five hearts doing mm. that. And wow. it was insanely hard where I was getting very angry. Lindsay was getting mad at me for how angry I was getting because this was back when we were just in our one-room apartment. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> my anger was filling up the whole place. And... I just, I couldn't believe it. It's like, on one hand, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I haven't had a challenge like this in such a long time. Uh-huh. And then after replaying the game, it's like, oh, I just shouldn't have gone there first. Okay. <laughs> because it's been pretty darn easy ever since then. Eesh. But yeah, that was the last time I've ever, like, have to keep refreshing saves and just doing something over and over and over again. So. Okay. That was very rage-inducing. Oof. Wow. Yeah, that sounds rage-inducing. It's hard enough doing that temple, like, with all of your buffs and all your good armor and all the experience. I had a hard time with it yeah. in the desert. <laughs> yeah, it is, it's the it's meant to be the last one, I'm yeah. pretty sure. But again, you can do it however you want. Yeah, but I do yeah. think the game kind of pushes you towards the Zora one first. Okay. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Where's your rage come from? Yeah, my rage comes from Castlevania 1. Oh, yeah? The uh, NES. I played it on the Game Boy Advance. And I would have to probably give an honorable mention to Quest 64. But let's talk about Castlevania 1. This was back in the day when, you know, those early Nintendo games were very difficult, you Mm -hmm. know? And this is one of those games that, like, it was... You had to get everything down pat, especially in the last few levels. And I never beat this game because of it. I got so mad because you have to like dodge things a couple pixels at a time. And it's like, ugh, it's just, it, it's, 
Castlevania has always been a hard, you know, series, but this game is the worst. Mm-hmm. And I've never played it since. It's no fun because it's so hard. Well, yeah. Good to know. I will never play it. Yeah. Watch YouTube videos if you ever need to. Just don't play it. It's no fun. I don't want to watch those videos. <laughs> so, next question I'm pulling out. Who do you think is the most misunderstood villain? Oh, the who's, most... He's, who's Who might be on to something here. Okay. But the, we take him down anyway. Okay, uh, the most misunderstood villain is Gladys from Portal. Is she, though? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're meant to think that she's the villain. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that you have to ask, is she? Because, you know... She's not a villain throughout mm-hmm. the entire series, but you think she is for a while. And that's what, at the end, kind of, you know, no spoilers, makes things change a little bit. But Well, yep. I guess, I mean, the thing is, what makes her the villain to you is that you are expendable to her. You're just a test subject. Test subject, and she keeps trying to kill you. And all, yeah, all she wants to do is progress science. Yes. Yes. And I mean, I guess through two, she has a change of heart. She gets like humanity in two. She's got like, uh, you know. Until she deletes it at the end. Until she deletes it. But the fact is, she had it until that point. And she still let you go even after she deleted it. Yeah, that's a good one. So, Gladys. I actually came up with quite a few for mine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, not all of them I've actually played. So, I will say the first one that, that stands out to me is Saren from Mass Effect 1. Okay. So Saren is basically the harbinger for the the Reapers. Okay. Which is confusing because Harbinger is a Reaper in yeah. Mass Effect 2. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he's the one who brings them into this world, basically, and he sees them as an inevitable de- threat, demise for organic life. Okay. And so he's just like, guys, we need to join them. Yeah. Or yeah. we're going to be dead. Gotcha. And really, he's been a puppet of the Reapers the whole time. You find out that Sovereign is not a ship. Yeah. It's a Reaper that's brain-controlling him, basically. Okay. And it's pretty easy to feel bad for him at the end once he kind of clicks mm. that of what he's doing. And uh-huh. uh, so he's, he's a very interesting villain because, again, he's not out to kill people. He's out to save us before the reapers can Mm. and it just seems like a bad option to do that Mm. so he's a good villain misunderstood i'd also say andrew ryan from bioshock okay because yeah you know he just wanted to create a world very different from the current society and of course that collapsed in on him and Uh his own world kind of killed him because of it Mm -hmm. but he was just a paranoid guy afraid that the surface world was coming to take over and kill him yeah and ultimately is not the villain of that game even though you're led to believe so that is a really good one okay and then two more real quick that i have not played uh one being the colossi okay shadow of the colossus right they're totally not, they're not villains you are nope and you still <laughs> have to destroy them and then pagan men from far cry 4 that's a good one and yeah. I know we talk about him at length in an upcoming episode, yep, our Far yep. Cry episode. Uh-huh. After we talked about that, I do want to play through this game. Mm. Um, but anyway, different yeah. conversation. Okay. Another okay. time. Is that your question or mine? That was, I think... Um, uh, uh, that, I asked you. So, yes, you asked the okay. next question. So, next one. All right. Good, good answers, Cameron. Thank you. I agree with them entirely. <laughs> All right. 
So next question on the list. Oh, here we go. Cameron, what is the best worst game? Meaning it's so bad, it's good. So bad, it's good. Yeah. That is a tough one because generally I only buy things that are highly rated. Uh huh. It's very rare to own a game. Maybe in the GameCube and before era is where I'd find a game like that. That's uh-huh. so bad, it's good. Yeah. Because you just bought games that looked cool. Yeah. Based off the cover and things like that. Yep, yep. So I said the Burger King games. <laughs> so specifically, uh, Big Bumpin' yeah. being the one we played the most of. Uh-huh. And I just bought today. Jake and I went to Disc Replay and uh, <laughs> picked up Big Bumpin', which I once had, and then I'm pretty sure Mark has it now. <laughs> but they're all so crappily made, uh-huh. but then at the same time, wonderfully made. Yeah. Like, it was three games, Big Bumpin', Pocket Bike Racer and Sneak King. Yeah, yeah. All of which you could buy for three ninety nine with a value meal at mm-hmm. Burger King. Yeah. To sell them at that price is crazy. I mean, I guess they initially did come out uh, on just Xbox Live, mm-hmm. and then they were so successful mm-hmm. that they're like, oh, let's do an actual physical release of these in Burger King. <laughs> and that's awesome. And I guess as I'm describing this, it's like, is it really bad? Because Big Bumpin' I don't think is bad. It's just a great party game. It, of it is. Driving bumpers, cars around, playing like air hockey with them or yep. keep away. Pocket Bike Racer is not that great. Okay. Or maybe just it didn't live up to the others. And then Sneak King, <laughs> the goofiest game. You play the king <laughs> sneaking around these most random places like yeah. a construction site Yep. to sneak up behind people and surprise them with their value meals. And they can't see you. <laughs> They're not supposed it to see hard you. too. But anyway, those games are so bad. They're good. Nice choices. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, so my best worst game is Big Rigs Over the Road Racing. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, have you ever heard of this one? No. It came under fire. It's it's quite awful, and that's what makes it wonderful. Basically, it's a uh, semi truck racing game. A racing game. A okay. racing game, and you you you're well. It's supposed to be a racing game. It's actually unplayable. Um, the game itself was never fully tested and fully finished before it was released, and there's a whole like um, bit of drama with that. That you know is worthy of another segment but basically you cannot pick one of the trucks because it will glitch you only get like four courses and four trucks to pick from one of the courses will you can never play because it'll glitch out if you try another one of the trucks you can't play because it'll glitch out entirely but when you go you only get one opponent it like says three two one go and the opponent does not move at all oh yeah that sounds familiar it he just stays there and then you drive and there is zero collision you can drive through everything there's no resistance. You can drive up mountains, the same like up steep mountains, the same uh-huh. speed as you do um, on like stable roads. You can't go over the bridges; you go under them because like it clips through the graphics. <laughs> it feels like a really bad demo, but it was released as a completed game. And one of the coolest things to do with this game. Oh, by, by the way, you win every time, and when you win, it says you're a winner. <laughs> you are a winner. Yeah, you're a winner. Um, but yeah, you can't lose and. One of the coolest things about it is when you reverse, they never capped the speed at which you can st- you know, stop reversing. So it can literally go infinite. And if you hold down reverse for like an hour, it will like, you'll, you'll be going like over a trillion, quadrillion miles per hour. What and on then, earth? And then like once it hits like one septillion miles an hour, at this point, the game is like completely, you know, a, a buggy mess, just making this like awful noise. Then, you know, it just says you're a winner. 
and you finish. But yeah, you, you clip out of the map, obviously, uh-huh. and you're just like driving in the middle of the abyss. And it the game is as awful and wonderful as I'm describing it. You just have to like watch videos of it. It's, that is so weird. It is, but that's what makes it entertaining. <laughs> so what is this on? It's on PC. Oh, okay. Yep. Physical, physical copies of the game are very rare. Uh, you can find them for a lot of money on eBay. That's why, like, you might as well just, like, download a ROM of it or an emulator. Or not, huh. But, like, a you know, a file of it. So, big rigs, over the road racing. All right. Sounds Incomplete good. Incomplete game. And bad. Yeah. All right. Next question. What game do you own, mm-hmm. do you think has been the longest since you have actually played it? Well, that took me a while as well because all of my games at some point I tried to play, even if it's just like a couple minutes, just remember, you know, give me a nice little memory of what it is. So even my oldest games, my Game Boy games, at some point I've gotten them out in the past few years. Um, Oh, yeah. And I do that with all my games, but there is one game that has not survived the onslaught of me trying to replay it again just for a couple minutes, and that was a Wii game called um, Monster 4x4. Oh, yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, a a monster truck game. I played a lot of it as soon as I got the Wii, and then I never touched it again, like Hmm. a week after I got it, and it's still sitting there in the case, untouched since 2006. Huh. I'm pretty sure. Wow. (laughs) Yep. Okay, mine might be a little longer. Okay. That I've gone. So what comes to mind is Pokemon Snap, the original, and that is only because... I own it now because mm-hmm. I grabbed it at a used game store just to have it. Okay. I have not played it since I bought it. Okay. So technically I own it, but I only ever played a friend's copy at his house back when it came out. Oh. So back in the 90s was the last time I actually played this game. Ah. And yes, I own it, but not really. Okay. I mean, <laughs> in terms of this question. <laughs> yeah. So I will yeah. say... um Maybe one that I do own that's been the longest has, was probably SpongeBob Super Sponge All right. on Game Boy Advance. Gotcha. Because I, I'm guessing after I got a second game uh-huh. for Game Boy Advance, I probably never played it again. <laughs> but there we go. Oh wow. Okay, cool beans. So at some point today, we have to fish out your um, Pokemon Snap and play it. Yeah, we could. That way, we could break that cycle. Well, unless you <laughs> want to keep it going and you know go for um, a I don't care either way. <laughs> okay. Cool beans. Uh, all right. So next question. Go ahead and draw one here. All right, Cameron, what is the strangest game ever? Strangest game ever. There are some weird ones. I know you mentioned the Mosquito game. Yeah, yeah. On the PS2. Yep. But games that I have played or seen would probably be Katamari Damashi. Okay. Pretty weird. Just yeah. Just rolling up everything until you roll up the galaxy. <laughs> but... I've never owned that. So I'm just, I look through my games that I own. I think the weirdest one, and it's an incredible game, is Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> I like that game. You've played it? I have. It's good. It is so good. You introduced it to me. We played for oh, a long yeah. time. Yeah. And I downloaded it. There's, have you played the co-op? No. I haven't either. Maybe we do that after this? Oh, let's do that. But anyway, so if you've not played Untitled Goose Game, it is just this really cute minimalist art style where you play a goose just walking around honking and checking off weird challenges of like lock the gardener out of his <laughs> garden or steal someone's keys and yeah. just running amok and it is so cute and has this nice little jazzy soundtrack 
yeah. as you play. It was a great game. And the piano like plays with what you're doing, so uh-huh. like the sound effects kind of match, you know, the, the tones and stuff with what you're doing. Um, I like that game. That's a good. That's a good choice. Uh, so Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, it's basically Goose Simulator, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but less sandboxy than say Goat Simulator. Ah, yeah, which was kind of meant to be, you know, so a bad it's mess. good. Yeah. yeah. So, bad it's good. <laughs> so what's your weirdest? My weirdest game. Uh, was like you just said it was Mr. Mosquito okay <laughs> yeah th- that was the first one that came to mind too um made sure I typed that out I probably already talked about it but it's like Mosquito Simulator 101 not that's not a game but you know you <laughs> play as a mosquito and trying to suck blood from the family inside the house that you're trapped in they basically are trying to swat you like the giant kaiju that they are you know they, act, <laughs> they walk around like giant monsters because you're so small but yeah it's a fun game, but it's weird. And what makes it so weird is not necessarily that, but like the things you can unlock. You can unlock your face so that it looks like the mom in the house and oh. like the dad in the house. And then there's this really beyond random mini game you can unlock by rotating the joystick 30 times on the main menu. And you unlock this weird bike game where you play as the dad on a bike. There's two dads, uh-huh. they're each on a bike, and you're on this like floating platform in the middle of nowhere, and you have to knock each other off. Like, <laughs> it's weird. You like ride towards each other, and this is like middle-aged dad wearing like a you know uh, like a tank top and shorts, just riding this bike around. You have to not very Japanese style oddness, but that's awesome. It's great. It's great multiplayer game. <laughs> All right. So, so next question. If you could only play one game the rest of your life, and that game being a Game Boy Advance game, what game would that be? All right. So we're talking about games that we own, right? Sure. Okay. So uh, I've got so many good Game Boy Advance games, but if there was one that I could play for the rest of my life. And nothing else. And nothing else. Ugh. You know, I might just have to bite the bullet on this one. Mario Gar- Mario Golf Toadstool Tour. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'd say of all the Game Boy Advance games I've played, that one was the one that I put the most time into. Okay. So maybe that'd be a good answer for me too, because mm. you got to go for something with longevity. Yeah. You can't exactly. just pick a great game. So like yeah. Minish Cap, because it's got diminishing returns <laughs> if you were to keep replaying it, right? It's not going to last you forever. Yeah. So you would need something like a sports game or a Mario Kart Super Circuit. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm just going to agree with you. I'm going to say the Mario Golf Advanced Tour. Cool, cool. Sounds good to me. All right, one point. <laughs> okay, uh, so next question. Okay, Ooh, I like this. Cameron, what are games that have made you cry? Games that have made me cry. Or one good game. The best one. Most emotional game. Not like bad tears, like, oh, this game's terrible. It's making me cry, but like, it's so great. Uh, We might have similarities here, too. Uh, The first that comes to mind is near the end of Mass Effect 3. Okay. But you have not got there yet, so... Not yet. I won't say anything else. The one we can both agree on is The Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the end where Ellie comes home, the house yeah. is empty, she picks up the guitar and can't play her song anymore because yeah. of her missing fingers. Yeah. And oh my gosh, just as I'm reliving it right now, it's like, come on, game. It's tough. That, that's you, a. You take away everything and that song, 
mm-hmm. that she shared between just her and Joel. And it's tough. All that emotional just connection that you've built up to that point, and then it just kind of leaves you with a bitter, sad truth that really hurts. Mm-hmm. I keep trying to convince myself, oh, there must be something we don't know. Like, it can't be this way. <laughs> this can't be the actual ending. Yeah, I'm just... It must be better. Yeah, it's better than this, obviously. You know, everything's happy and they're all together again. But I would agree on that one. If I ever were to lose you, I'd surely lose myself. Everything I have found here, I've not found by myself. For sure, The Last of Us, I did cry with, with that game. Um... I did think of one more, and I didn't say The Last of Us because I've talked about it a lot, uh-huh. even though it is very much a true uh, statement. And I'd say the game that also made me cry personally was Mega Man Legends 1 and 2. Really? Why? Yeah, because it's got a really good story. Huh. And if you play 1 and 2 in its entirety, like you really become invested in the characters. It's, it's Mega Man RPG style, and it's that good like maybe it was just because i was a little bit younger at the time and didn't really know much about deep games but i got an emotional connection to it and especially after three got canceled ugh, that just really hurt and all you can re- just do is replay one and two relive all the best memories that you can huh but yeah Mega Man legends was pretty tear inducing for me yeah i've never played a single Mega Man, so uh can't relate with you there it's all good you right. can never find one, though. It's worth it, <laughs> especially Mega Man Legends. All right, next question. What is a game that you would give to your worst enemy? <laughs> you mean besides just a horribly scratched CD and say, <laughs> oh, hi, play this. So, like, what's a passive-aggressive game to give someone? <laughs> okay, yeah, passive-aggressive game. I thought about this this way. Like, I don't want to think of just a bad game to give to someone. Right. I want to think of a decent game that you give the, you give to them for bad reasons. So I thought, do own the grudge <laughs> Why? on Nintendo Wii because it is just a game where you walk around inside of a haunted house and get scared and try to make it to the end without getting caught by the ghost. And I was thinking, like, give it to them and have, like, a note on it that says, hey, I found you in a video game. <laughs> What's the joke? That they're the grudge? They're the scary people? Yeah. It's like, you're the ghost. I don't like you. You're my enemy. <laughs> the, okay. <laughs> the best game to give to your worst enemy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I went, I think, a little more passive aggressive here. Okay. In that you wouldn't think it's a bad game. And that is Pilot Wing 64. Yeah. Okay. Because that game has aged like spoiled milk. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe it was cool if you had it at launch. Yeah. But now if you give it to someone, they're just going to be like, what What am I supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's three mini games and they are awful. <laughs> and there's not a lot to explore here. Like, what is, was this a gift? Was this trash you gave me? Oh. I think that's a good game to give to an enemy. Okay. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I do like Pilot Wings. I know you do, but so you've got the nostalgia for it. Yeah, I've got the history with it. But if you play it, just like person off the street who doesn't know anything about it i can see where you're coming from for sure (laughs) it's quite uh you need that emotional connection in order to love that game (laughs) um okay all right okay okay 
Okay, let me go ahead and pick out another one. And we've got one right here that says, what is a game that you can only play for two hours, then never again? So to play a game for two hours and then never again, I think basically any sports game. Yeah. So really that's what I put. It's just like any Mario sports, mm-hmm. I, any, any sports game, I'm going to play it once and that's it. Okay. And I think that's the case for a lot of people when they come out yearly. Um, <laughs> I just, I think my opinion, sports games are a waste of time when it comes to playing video games. So, I mean, good luck even getting two hours out of me, but yeah, sorry, it's not a very interesting answer, but there you go. Well, everyone should know at this point that we don't prefer sports games. And that is exactly what I wrote too. Sports <laughs> games. <laughs> All right. And for the same reasons, moving on. <laughs> oh, that's good though. It's good that we're on the same wavelength there. Next question. Who is a hero that could actually be a villain? Okay. 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 All right. So, oh, this, this took some thinking. All right, Cameron, I'm going to say my answer and I want to say how you feel about it. Okay. All right. Tom Nook. (laughs) We've talked about this. (laughs) Yes, we have. He's uh, always so happy, but the bane of his existence is money. And if you don't have the money, he's just going to passively aggressively, you know, not offer you anything. I disagree. I think he's the hero of that game. Oh, you, yeah? You're the idiot who moves to a town with nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Not even any money whatsoever. And he gives you an interest-free loan in which you can pay back at any time. Okay. You can, you can sit on that loan for 10 years if you want, and it won't make <laughs> a difference. Like, he, he hooks you up. He's looking out for you. He He's nooks like, you up. He nooks you up. He's like, look at this little idiot with the horned hat who just thought he could waltz into this town and make a life for himself he gives you a job uh-huh and like really gets you set up so i i disagree you think he's i the think he's hero. the actual hero and the internet needs to shut up about him being this evil loan shark it's like no you make all those decisions to upgrade on your own he forces nothing on you okay all right that's 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 fair who knows maybe he's into some shady dealings with red that we don't know about i, I suppose <laughs> And that's what's going to make him evil, apparently. I don't know. Okay. What about you? (laughs) Um, Heroes that are actually villains. I've heard good arguments that Mario is pretty bad. He's actually a sociopath. But I didn't want to get into that. Uh, The obvious one is Booker DeWitt. Because he, (laughs) he literally is both the hero and the villain of that game. I almost put that, to be totally honest. I almost put Booker DeWitt. And, like, he he made very bad decisions. Yeah, he did. That led to that. You could also say, like, any GTA character, any Red Dead character. Yeah. Um, but I think another one that everyone thinks is the hero is Laura Croft. But she's literally a tomb raider, not an archaeologist. Like, she goes and destroys crap and steals stuff. But yeah, since you're the player, you're like, oh, I needed that. It's like, no, you have no business being there. And she is extraordinarily wealthy, so she doesn't need any of the things she finds. <laughs> so, okay. Okay, all right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and find a question here. How about we go with 
this one. Didn't games you've been burnt out on. Not necessarily games that are bad. Maybe games that are wonderful, but that you just maybe played too much. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the new one especially. It's like it was great for the two hundred hours I played, and then I just I want nothing else to do with it. Oof. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I might be reaching that point too. <laughs> oh yeah. Even though you're still playing the dlc even though i'm still playing the dlc i don't i don't know what it is just getting there but i agree with you (laughs) do you have another answer or is that your answer oh i actually do have another answer but now that you mention it that would be a good one uh so i put horizon zero dawn what which is a great game i mean it's it's wonderful i just played so much of it that like i almost associated getting headaches with playing that game because i played it (laughs) so long you did and it was great. It's st- it's still great. I just don't really have the desire to pick it up anytime soon. You played it nonstop for one weekend because I remember track watching your progress because we both kind of started it at the same time. Yeah, we did. And I lo- log in the next day. It's like, whoa, Jake has 20 hours in this already. <laughs> and then I just slowly surpassed you. It's like, oh, Jake yep. hasn't played it again. That's disappointing. It is, and maybe I will pick it up again one day, because it was a good game. It was great. It's wonderful. Oh, well. Oh, well. Maybe I just found another game that I wanted to try out, and I just kind of lost interest. I don't know. Eh, anyway. That's okay. Things happen. All right, next question. What is a game that your friend loves, but you hate or couldn't care less about it? Well, this one was really difficult. Am, am I the friend in this? Yeah, you're going to be the friend in this. Okay. So I, uh, y- y- we're going to go ahead and focus on the couldn't care less about. Okay. Uh, I would have to say Dishonored. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You, no, you haven't even tried it. I played it a little bit, and I just haven't gotten into it. I, I don't know why, and I, I don't have a desire to start it anytime soon. I, I don't really. Yeah. Just All right. Bad this, timing. This is over. This let's, is over. Let's end this. Oh gosh. Uh oh. That that breaks my heart. Oh, I'm sorry to, to hear I that. I just said last episode how much I love that game and yeah, how it's, it's a great binge game when you just to relax and, and play different ways. That's, yeah. You just have to give that a chance. But for the sake of the question. Yeah, for okay. the sake of the question. <laughs> and that's why I said focus on just don't care about right now. You know, maybe I will get into it someday. All right. Well, in my case and you... It's yeah. Stardew Valley. What? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> and Lindsay too. That's fair. It's, I just I couldn't get into it. Didn't care yeah. about it. I I get the appeal. It's just not what I want. Yeah, that's totally fair. You know, so, some games it's just like you know wrong time. You start at the wrong time. Just it's just not what you need right now. Yeah, and it's not what you're interested in. That just happens. So it's all good. It's all good. Okay. Um. So next game question right here. Oh, here we go. Best slash funniest evil decision in a morality game. You know, <laughs> the thing that you do and then you don't save because it's bad and you don't want it to... Well, no, this game. is something I've always saved. Oh, really? And in Mass Effect, even when I play good, I always punch the reporter. Oh, snap! <laughs> so, if you don't know, there's this reporter in Mass Effect who will interview about your progression of the game. Yeah. And at some point, you can just hit the bad option, and you're like, I'm tired of all these snide insinuations. <laughs> and you just punch her in the face. <laughs> and it is amazing. 
she pops up in all three games yeah in which you can punch her every time <laughs> and even in the shadow broker dlc from mass effect 2 you can find on the shadow broker computer these video files of her interviewing other alien species yeah and them punching her out as well <laughs> nice <laughs> it's so funny you've been given command of an advanced human warship for your missions is there anything you'd like to say about it I've had enough of your snide insinuations. You son of a bitch! I'll make sure everyone in the Alliance sees that. Your career is over! I remember doing that in the game as well. Getting to that point. It's not should, punching. Should've got mad. Should've punched her. Really should've. It's part of the game, you know? Gotta punch the reporter. And the third one is my favorite. Because for one, she's harder. There's only a brief trip to the Citadel where you can find her, mm-hmm. and she's ready. So okay. the trigger pops up to punch, and she ducks it. And really? Then she like retorts that like, "Oh, I was prepared for that." And then you just headbutt her. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> okay. How about you? All right. So I couldn't think of a specific one here, but I had down. Red Dead Redemption 2, because there's a lot of times in that game where you can make a decision that will affect things goofily. Not any specific one, but, you know, you basically can become, you know, high honor or low honor, depending on your uh, your choices. But yeah. um, if you're, like, walking along the road and someone needs help, you can choose to, like, yell insults at them and they'll, like, say really goofy things at you. Just It's just a lot of fun <laughs> messing around with that. And typically with that game, I'll try out the bad choices just to see them, but not save. Because, of course, you know, you got to make your character high honor. At least I do. Yeah. But there's also one more specific one, another game that I thought of that is probably better. Because the actual question, uh, Mega Man Legends 1, uh, there's an artist painting a uh, picture. And she's like, what do you think? You can say like, oh, it's wonderful or it's terrible. If you say, oh, it's terrible, she's like, what did you just say? You say it's terrible. Wait, say it one more time. What did you say? You keep saying like, oh, I told you it was terrible. And then it just keeps repeating at the very end. She says, that's what I thought you said. And then she walks away. <laughs> what? And it affects your character's um, darkness. If you say bad things, they'll become really dark. Hmm. Say good things, they'll become really light. And that affects the prices, basically. But that's the only funny <laughs> one I could think of. That's funny. So, yeah. I think we've got just a couple questions left, don't we? Yeah, not a lot. So here's your next one. Uh, what is the best idle animation from a video game where you leave your character standing around and so they take matters into their own hands? Uh, well, I think it's probably Banjo-Kazooie. Okay. You're thinking about that? Are we thinking about the same one here? Well, describe what happens. Where, like, Kazooie keeps messing with you and then eventually Banjo just kind of, like, takes revenge anyway there's super mario 64 he falls asleep and starts saying i'm italian (laughs) italian dishes (laughs) <laughs> but actually what I thought of was Rayman 2, The Great Escape. So okay. Rayman, if you don't know, is a very weird character where he doesn't have 
arms or legs. He has floating hands and floating feet. So his torso is just kind of suspended between all of it. <laughs> and so in Rain Man 2, he'll take his hand and he like grabs his torso and then starts like <laughs> dribbling it around like a basketball. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Th- that was the 3D one, right? Yeah. Because usually... The, it was the first one in 3D. Okay. So uh, yeah, I remember playing some of the 2D ones from a long time ago. Never, I've never played that one, to be honest. It's so good. That's it's awesome. it's a really good game. But anyway, I believe you have another question. I do have another question. Right here we have uh what is the best animal companion? Best animal companion in a game. There's a lot. We could say any Pokemon really. But <laughs> uh what comes to mind for me is Far Cry. And in Far Cry 5, it is the bear named Cheeseburger. Mostly because it's a bear named Cheeseburger, and that's hilarious. And he breaks out of his pen, Cheeseburger, and he is your best friend. He is pretty great. There's also Boomer and Peaches, which I actually played with them the most because they were most helpful for stealth. Yeah, they're great. they weren't named Cheeseburger. Yeah, that's true. Uh, So my my best animal companion was from Far Cry 6, a little dachshund named Chorizo. Chorizo! Mm -hmm. Who was on all the ads and is really popular right now. A little dachshund puppy in a wheelchair. <laughs> it's adorable. It is. It also makes me sad. And why, it's Why are you in a wheelchair? It's so hard to keep him around because, um, like, he gets hurt so easily. You don't want him to get hurt. But his power is he doesn't attack. He charms guards. Yeah. So, like, guards will go over and, like, They're look like, at look at this cute little dog. Well, you can sneak around. <laughs> But, you know, it's like as soon as I start a fight, I just kind of like say, go away. <laughs> Make him go away so he doesn't get hurt. But yeah. cute little dachshund puppy in a wheelchair. All right. Well, my last question from my hat is a pretty anticlimactic one. Yeah. Uh, what is the best non-Mario Kart cart game? Ooh, best non-Mario Kart cart game is Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, we should have said non-Diddy Kong Racing <laughs> game, too. non uh, because I guess Diddy Kong is still Nintendo, right? True. So, Mario-related? Do you have any other options? Yes, I do. Okay. There's a game from Japan called YY Racing. W-A-I-W-A-I. And it's a Game Boy Advance game, kind of modeled similarly to um, Mario Kart Super Circuit. And it plays a lot of mostly Japanese characters from different Japanese franchises. Okay. But in America, it came over and it was called Crazy Racers, which is what YY means. It's oh. the onomatopoeia YY means crazy Cool in Japanese. So, yeah, it's a fun game. Hmm. And you can actually shop and, like, upgrade your carts and buy new ones and stuff. So it's got kind of a system there. Hmm. So YY Racers or Crazy Racers in, uh, in America. It's got cool. its own theme song. So I'm surprised. There are actually quite a few kart racing games. Mm-hmm. And... Obviously, Mario Kart being the standout in yeah. Diddy Kong Racing. Rare also made, I think it was like Mickey Race USA or something. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember On that. N64. I remember that was good, too. But uh-huh. I played a lot of the Nickelodeon Racer in the 90s. Okay. I don't know if they've ever changed titles, because I know they've kept making them. Yeah. I don't know if if the original one was called Nickelodeon Racers or, or what. Okay. But I remember that game was really fun and it had this whole story of you like racing this mystery racer that's just in this black car. Okay. And at the end it's revealed that it's Plankton <laughs> in that car. Okay. And I'm sure there was some Krabby Patty related winning prize that you needed to stop him from getting. Of course. I don't know. I'm sure there was a 
formula to getting him. <laughs> <laughs> a secret formula. Yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> All right. What's the next one, Crabs? This is the next one. The last one. The last one, Oh, yeah. man. So It's very good. Oh, I know what it is, too. You know what it is? Yep. This was our first question that we wrote. That's kind of cool. We end on the first one. What is the game that you would play on a desert island if you were trapped on a desert island? So, Desert Island, one game for the rest of your life. Let's assume we can still use online. Okay. <laughs> so, because of that, I've got two answers that I think would be pretty good. One being the Master Chief Collection. Okay. A lot of content there. Actually, I could say that's my one answer, even without online. Okay. Because I spend so much time in Forge okay. in the Halo games. I just love forging levels. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you did some cool ones. It, it's just infinite play box uh-huh. sandbox yeah of a lot of stuff that you can do and make and the campaigns are great you can keep playing through those and then if you can keep playing online then that's another thing yeah i guess really anything that's a very long-lived game mm-hmm. so world of warcraft would be great that game's still going strong 16 years yeah uh, i mean things aren't great right now story-wise or content drought wise mm-hmm. but there's still if you were to just keep starting over, over and over again, there's mm-hmm. so much stuff you could do. You could make, yeah. you could play every race with every class yeah, and yeah. explore every inch of that world. Like, you could keep busy for a very long time. Okay. Honestly, I could probably keep busy until I died on that island, nice. which, you know, might only be a week or so. <laughs> well, shoot. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I put Stardew Valley. Oh, like okay. If, if I'm going to be living a life without a life, I might as well live vicariously through some kind of a life simulator. Yeah. Almost put Animal Crossing, but I gave the edge to Stardew Valley because there's a little bit of everything, and it's not just a sandbox. It's a sandbox with monsters. Ooh. So I mean, a lot of them do. But it's true. Yeah, that's good. The only other thing I could think of is a game I've never really played, and that's Minecraft. Oh yeah. It's like that game's been going strong for a very, very long time. Yeah. So. That that's infinite content as well. True, true. So, yeah, I agree. there we go. There is our hats full of stupid random questions. Yeah, and that was interesting. It was. It was actually kind of fun to think of these. That was our twenty questions of the year. It was twenty-two questions. Twenty-two questions. <laughs> two, two. Video game twenty-two questions. So twenty twenty-two version. Ha. <laughs> oh, perfect. Cool. Yeah, we did that on purpose. Yes, we, we did. We came up with 22 questions because of that. Yes. Yep. We, we are very smart like oh, that. Oh, shoot. Is it New Year's Eve today? No. No, no that was last week. Okay, so we're, we're in the, the new year. We're, we're cool. We have always been cool. Yes, yes, you have been. Much cooler than me. You've always been ahead of the times. Uh, that's not true, but anyway. <laughs> thank you for listening. Jake, thank you for still being here for another episode in person. You betcha. It's really fun. I had a lot of fun thinking of these questions and answering them and doing our cool 2022 intro with 22 (laughs) questions. Nice. Yeah. So coming up, we might have one more special episode before we get back to normal. Yes. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. It might fall apart. It might not work. Uh, Either way, don't get your hopes up. It won't be that good. It's going to be great. It'll be pretty meta, though. I will say that. Meta. I'll explain it in the next episode. Okay. Okay. All right. So thank you all for listening. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. And have a uh, week full of random questions and fun video game answers and uh, bad outros. Minasan sayonara. Bye. We're happy, free, confused, and lonely at the same time. 
Do